one of the things you need to look at is, especially when you're dealing with entry-level sales, door knocking, telemarketing, virtual sales, look at the, the market in terms of how big is the middle class. The bigger the middle class is, the better the recruiting is. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. We have an exceptional, an amazing, a fantastic guest for you today. Yes, it's me. <laughs> Sorry, put you through that. All right, let's get into it. So, well, first off, like, what do you guys think of my shirt? It, if you can see me, if you're on YouTube or whatever, you notice there's just an eye on my shirt. There, there is a purpose behind this. This is, uh, I wear the crap out of this shirt. It just fits great. But it's uh, Matt Smith's consulting company shirt. And it says, I drink from skulls across the front. And then, of course, Matt Smith consulting on back. So... But anyways, I, I've got some actual value for you guys today. I'm not just going to be rambling over here. So I was on a client call the other day. And um, me and my client are talking about he's got two offices right now. And the second one that he has isn't performing very well. And so the first thing that, you know, I want to find out, and I had, I had him uh, I tasked him with going and getting the data for this is, okay, what are your expenses in the second office? So these are sales offices, right? They sell products for other companies. And so these offices, if you're not familiar with the sales work model, they're all about recruiting, painting the vision, training people how to sell, executing the sales and growing the office. Because if, you, if you're able to grow the office, you make more sales, make more revenue, all that good stuff, right? And so, anyways, he's got the, his main home office is killing it, which naturally happens. By the way, if you don't know this, you know, your, your main office where you're at and maybe your regional or your uh, number two is at, typically is an incubator for the rest of the company. You think about it, the, the, the corporate office of any Fortune 10 company, that's the incubator, right? That's where all the head honchos typically are. And I know we're, we're in a lot more of a remote world now, but that, that still is the case with a lot of direct sales and even telemarketing and stuff like that. So getting back into it though. So the first thing I told him is, okay, let's find out if you're making a profit on the individual office. We need to figure that out first. We need to make sure you're at least breaking even. And if you're breaking even, we're good. We're still going to execute on rehabbing that office and getting it to to a highly profitable number. But the good news is um, you've got an expansion plan, right? And so and we've got five months left on that lease. If we can't get that to at least double the numbers that it's at right now, then we can always cut that office loose. The, the leadership team that's out there is more than willing to relocate. They're in that stage, you know what I'm saying? And so then we started talking about, okay, what's What's your goal by the end of the summer? He wants to open, uh, he wants to have four offices by the end of the summer. The office 
is the goal in my client's mind, not necessarily the sales, the dollars, any of that stuff. In his mind, he has to execute on these offices because he has a bigger vision that he's painted to people coming into the business, right? So whenever they do an interview in our opportunity meeting, we've created this template that kind of shares the company's story, leadership, the values, the mission, all that good stuff, and then tells them basically what is the expansion plan, right? And so what, what happens in, inside of companies and inside of sales work especially is leaders will go up to the front of the room and tell you all these grandioso things about what they're going to do and how the company's going to grow and how much millions and millions of dollars everybody's going to make, right? The issue is, is what is a plan if you don't write it down, right? What is a system or a process if it's in your head and not on paper or not in a, in a digital format? So the same thing goes with the micro version of your expansion plan. So you may be communicating your expansion plan at a high level. Hey, we're going to go from two to four million this year, or our goal is to be at 10 million in five years. And this is how we're going to get there, right? But the issue with that is, is I know this where we are. I know this where you want to be. But I don't, as an employee, as a salesperson, as a follower, as an entrepreneur, how is this all this in between going to happen and what needs to happen in order for us to get there? Okay. And so like most of the things that I teach, I did this back in the day, not really realizing what I was doing. I was communicating the vision and the plan at a micro level. And so... This all starts in the individual office, right? And so if I want to build out a location and I want it to be a successful location until I feel like it's as big as it can get based on the market cap, then there's certain positions I'm going to label that location with, right? And so in a sales org situation, it is, you know, market manager, uh, maybe a couple of assistant managers, maybe three assistant managers, and then you've got maybe some trainers, team leads, probably just trainers, and then you've got trainees, right, coming into the company. That's, that's a typical sales office structure, maybe even a sales department structure, right? And so you can paint that picture for the, the individual office, and you could say, hey, we only have one market manager, one assistant manager. We've got three trainers and two trainees. You're the newest trainee. Where do you see yourself in this structure? And of course, they're going to point to the top. I want to be the market manager. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Love the attitude, right? But the first thing you got to do is get the trainer. And then you give them a how to do that, right? And, and an executable task of items in order to hit, in order to get that promotion, right? And, it, and obviously, it starts with production. But it can be training that they have to complete. It can be uh, recruiting people to the company. You know, if you're a sales org, recruiting is a big part of what you do and, and, and all these things, right? So that you're communicating that at a micro level at the individual office, right? And so what we have an opportunity to do beyond throwing out a bonus to increase sales, this is a, a, a sales increasing, uh, a tool to increase sales, what I'm about to tell you guys. And so what we can do and, 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 you know, I love that I have these fractional CSO calls now because they inspire this stuff out of me. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes me back to when I was doing what this client is trying to do 
and I get to grab these little tools out and share them with my client and then turn around and share them with you guys, right? The difference is I execute them for my client too, you know? Um, but anyways, so we're talking about he wants to open up a new location two hours north. And then there's a location beyond that two hours north that is already existing, but he can basically sublease from somebody else in the organization and he can expand, right? So that's two locations, right? He's got one already, that's three. And then he's got the one that's underperforming right now, that's four. So that hits his four location mark by August, right? And so I told him, well, one, that's perfect, okay? So in this remote world that we live in, right? And there's a ton of variables that go into this, guys. Like some of you guys do virtual, some of you guys do in person, some of you guys operate home service-based business and you have two or three people on your sales team, right? When you're looking at expanding locationally, you know, I'm always going to re recommend to have having a home base for everybody, even if you expand your personal residence and, and y'all meet in your garage or something like that, or your um, barn, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm always for meeting in person at least once a week, right? But anyways, if you're, if you're wanting to open up multiple home bases because you do a lot of recruiting and you need an office to operate out of, right? Um, I always recommend looking at two to three hours from your current location. A lot of these other markets may look sexier, but as long as it follows, it falls in the, the demographics that you are do well in, then I would keep it within your state or within a two or three hour drive away. And the reason for that is, is when you expand to a remote location, I mean, if you're a family man like I am, getting on a plane and being somewhere for even one or two nights out of the month is, is taxing on your family from a leadership perspective. It's taxing on your family from a logistical perspective, you know, because now your wife's got to hold down the fort. You know, in my case, with three kids, three different activities every week, multiple practices and events, you know. And so... I always, I always recommend for my clients to open up as close locationally as they can. If the only reason they are expanding is a specific location, then that's a different story, right? But this client can call a shop, right? So two hours north, four hours north, two offices, all within a four-hour drive. You can hit three offices. If I'm managing as a regional, that's the region I want, where I can drive to an office same day that's four hours away, spend four to five hours there working with my team and then drive back in the same day and sleep in my bed next to my wife. So you, you don't just look at, okay, what's the best market? It's like, what's the best situation for my leadership too? And you're not catering necessarily to them. You're catering to anybody that's in their shoes and fits their demographic, you know what I'm saying? So if they do leave and you replace them or somebody gets promoted up, it's still an ideal situation, even if they're single and have no family or no kids, right? And so that's, an, that's another piece of it. When you look at expansion plans, you know, as long as you can swap someone out if they decide to move on, then there's nothing wrong with catering to someone that's like, you know, we have people in our sales org in the past that got promoted quickly. They were 23 years old. You know, other than their age, we had no reason to stop their expansion, their promotion, right? And so we opened up an office for him. We said, hey, where do you want to go? We can sell our products anywhere in the country. Where would, you, where would you like to go? We'll see if it's a market that we sell our products in. 
and if it's a good demographic for recruiting, that's the important part too. Is your, you know, when you're a sales org or you're involved in a company, certain people may want you to open up in a certain location, but one of the things you need to look at is, especially when you're dealing with entry-level sales, door knocking, telemarketing, virtual sales, look at the, the market in terms of how big is the middle class. The bigger the middle class is, the better the recruiting is. Okay, so like in Corpus Christi, the median income when we were based in that office was like 70,000 a household. So yeah, if there's a door to door opportunity that I can make 50 to 70 grand a year on average based on the median income, that's a huge opportunity for that market. You know what I'm saying? Like I can make what they make per household by myself, right? And so same thing with San Antonio, it's called Military City USA. San Antonio is the epitome of middle class. It's a massive, massive middle class. So um, it's a great place to recruit. And not only that, within San Antonio are pockets of heavy, heavy apartment complex zip codes. These are recruiting just hotbeds. And it's because these people have not had the income or stability to buy their own home yet but they are living on their own. They do have some responsibility, right? And so those are the kind of people you want to bring into the company at an entry-level sales position. Anyways, do your market research. Decide where you want to open up, all right? So going back to the expansion plan of my current client, right? And so what we miss out on is an opportunity to market to our internal sales team or our internal team. And we may go and tell them about this expansion plan. So do what you got to do, get promoted. So you could be one of the ones to, to go on this trip or whatever, or go on this um, expansion plan. But what we forget to do is make it an event, make it a bonus, make it a grandioso experience for them. Give it a name, brand it, you know what I'm saying, to where this is what the company is focused on right now. So uh, for my client, all those locations were in Illinois, right? And so, you know, I asked them. And of course, I always ask these questions, and then I answer them right after. And, and I'm sure my clients love it. But at the same time, it may be a little annoying. So I asked them, I was like, what do you want to call this thing? We need This is a movement. This is an expansion plan. This is a, an event within your company. What do you want to call it? And then immediately afterwards, I was like, the Illinois takeover. <laughs> and he's like, I love that. And I'm like, great. All right. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> he's not mad that I didn't give him a chance to answer. Right. And so basically what we're going to do, we're going to call it the Illinois takeover. We're creating a graphic because people are visual. Right. And if it's on paper, if it's in writing, if I can see it on my social media, you know, it makes it a little more real. We're not dumb enough to believe that if we just make a graphic that it's real. But think about it. All the things that we talk about in entrepreneurship, all the things that Ed Milet and Tony Robbins and, and um, all these guys talk about in terms of visual, visualization, affirmations. For you to have an expansion plan in your head and not put it out into the universe via paper, via digital, digital asset, via conversation, is just ridiculous. There, there, there is no plan. If it stays in your head, it, it, it does not become a plan and it does not become executable, right? So let's get it and let's make it look sexy. Let's put it on 
you know, an eight and a half by 11. We'll put it up in the offices, right? We'll take that same graphic and we'll drop it in GroupMe, Slack, whatever messaging service you guys use to communicate, Microsoft's Teams. Oh, I couldn't even say it. It's terrible. Um, so whatever communication tool can be seen around the company remotely and in person, execute on that. Put it on your social media as well. Now, when we're talking about sales orgs, you have the product you sell and the company name, right? So typically your social media needs to be the company name and that needs to be for recruiting purposes only. I don't sell my clients through that social media page. That's for recruiting. So I have somewhere to, to place ads with and then recruit people to, and then they can go on there. They can see the big checks. They can see the opportunities being had and they can see, oh shoot, this company has an expansion plan. Okay. And so on that graphic, we've got the originating city, We've got our market over here that's not doing so well. And then we got the market that we're expanding to. And then the third office we're going to open up, right? Now, all, all along the way, you know, me and my client are having conversations about, okay, what's your budget in the market that, that's not doing so well? Let's make sure that's profitable. All right. And what is our templated budget for opening up new markets? What's our monthly burn rate for those markets? So we know, okay, we're spending this much money on um, bases, you know, salaries, whatever the case is, we're spending this much on rent. This is what it's gonna take to open the market up. And I think it was like 14 grand, something like that. So it's gonna take to open the market up and then um, what's our monthly burn rate? And then how many sales do we need in order to break even on that, right? And so you need to know those numbers before you create this expansion plan so you know that it's even plausible. So, all right, so back to the graphic. First one is uh, the, the home base. The second one is the first one you're gonna open up, okay? So next to that, you might have a cute little graphic for the city, whatever that city's all about. And then next to that, you're gonna put the date, the date, call your shot, the date that you're going to open up that market. This is a very hard thing to do but what do we know about focus? Once you put a date on it and you know I have to do this by this date, then all of a sudden, when you tell the whole team this, look at this graphic, look at this thing. We, this is our deadline to open up this office, okay? No one knows why there's a deadline, who it's coming from, you know, other than the owner or the, the VP or the regional, whoever's communicating this. This is when we need to get it done. We're not here to be average. This is it. Right. And so that conviction flows through. All right. So it's the date, the market. All right. What positions do I need to be filled in order to open up this location? In this client's case, it was like market manager, um, manager, and two trainers. That's what they needed to, to, to have recruiting flow to it and to start training new people and start building that market, right? And so that's everything you put in that section. You put a little roadmap, cute little roadmap graphic over to it, right? I always go back to Goof Troop. If you have seen uh, a Goof Troop, sorry, a Goofy movie. Have you seen a Goofy movie where it's Maximilian and Goofy and Goofy's his dad or whatever, and they're, they're, going, they're supposed to go on this amazing road trip and bond together? And so throughout that movie, there's these little 
map dots that show where they're traveling. That's that's how I always envision it, and that's how the graphic always ends up. It's it's funny, but anyways. So you go to the second location, you do the same thing. All right, here's the date. We're going to open this up in order to hit our mark. Here's the management we need in this place. And then, um, so here are the positions that are open, right? So you got this graphic, Illinois takeover. Here's the locations that we're opening up. Here's the positions we need. Here's the dates at which we need them. And there's nothing. It's so incredibly powerful. I'm not going to say there's nothing more powerful. There's plenty of things more powerful. It's so incredibly powerful to be able to launch this to your team, reveal this to your team, and ask them one question. Where do you fit on here? Now, here's the trick. Some of them don't want to move. Some of them got families, right? You put the same positions that will be available if those positions open up in their local market. Because think about it. Sometimes a market manager has to go to regional in order for this to happen. So that position is going to be vacant. A manager has to go to market manager in order for this to happen. That position has to be vacant. And so not only is this expansion plan creating more opportunity for the people that are willing to move a couple hours, it's creating opportunity for the people that are already in the market. And so nobody is left out on these new positions. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. People get into this business for the money. <coughs> they stay in this business for the opportunity. And then you create entrepreneurs and long-term key players with your example and your leadership. Right? So going back to the expansion plan, kind of how you can roll this out is you do a company-wide call. If you're local, good, just do it with your local team. But if you do a company-wide call, you label the call. I mean, guys, market this to your guys. Let them know a week before the call happens, a week before the announcement happens, I've got something big coming up. we got to plan this summer. And I want to release it to you guys. Okay? And then you can do incentives along the way. This is just an expansion plan, and your sales will increase from this, period. But if you want to really double down, you could say, hey, the first market manager that gets promoted to this location is going to get a $1,000 moving bonus. The second market manager that gets promoted to this location is going to get a $500 moving bonus. Whatever the case is, start incentivizing the expansion plan throughout. Okay, And watch what happens when everybody gets hyper-focused on that first location. Watch what happens. I know I have to do this. I have to bring in two people. I have to train them. I have to get them up to five sales. Whatever the case is, I have to get promoted so that I can go to this location. Watch how focused everybody gets. Way more focused than they will be for a flat screen TV. Way more focused than they will be for making 2K on their check versus 1500 All of a sudden, they're staying out later and later and later because the clock is ticking at which their opportunity will disappear. This is subconscious. Obviously, the opportunity is always going to be there. But now they have this timeline to get it done. And we're in sales. It's high pressure. And a lot of it operates on a timeline. It is what it is. And this is the way we can reignite, ignite, 
whatever you want to call it. This is a way we can paint the vision for our team. So when you look at, you know, and, I, and, I, and, and we'll do a two for one today. I'm throwing something else in for you guys. Okay. So that's the expansion plan. That's how to execute it, how to market it to your team. Make a big deal about this. Everybody in the company from top to bottom should know about this expansion plan. You should be talking about it daily. You should have metrics that get posted on a daily pay basis somewhere in the group chats, in the office, whatever the case is, you should have metrics that get posted there that update everybody on the expansion plan. You know how like when you raise money for something, you do the thermometer, you do the same thing with the expansion plan. Gamify it a little bit, get them into it, have it front and center for them every day. Remember, you're giving them an opportunity to bring in more income, to open up a new market, to expand their experiences, expand their horizons. So it needs to be marketed to them every day, but in a productive way. And that's how you can do it. All right. When we talk about opening up a new office in a sales org, this one is specific, specific for my sales org people, but it's also specific for companies that are opening up new locations. And when we're focusing on the, the, the sales department, this is how we're going to execute. Okay. Week one, we're going to come together. We're going to, the, the office is already going to be leased. We're going to get the keys. We're going to walk into the office. It's going to be a big, empty, beautiful office, right? We're going to have a budget for our office space. Typically, mine was always four to five grand. That's furniture, that's supplies, that's uh, equipment, computers. That's uh, typically we're going to put like a ping pong table or a pool table in that office, something for the guys to relax to and hang out before the meeting starts. And then maybe a meeting table, uh, a uh, bullpen, right? Because this is a sales-centric organization, right? And then a few offices or one office for the manager, uh, front reception area as well if we're able to, and if it's within budget. All right, so that first week that we're in the location, we're going to set everything up. Guys, I've opened up 17 or 18 offices in my lifetime. I hate putting together furniture. But one thing I cannot do is walk into an office and see my market manager putting together furniture or one of my employees and not help them, okay? So... The sooner you develop these SOPs, the sooner you can trust your guys to go out and execute them, and you don't even have to be present. So you're not on the floor putting together furniture when you should be working on the expansion plan, right? Anyways, so the first week, it's all about getting the office ready, making sure it looks good for new people coming in, all right? We're recruiting here. We got to make everything about our office space attractive, all right? This is not remote recruiting. This is not a Zoom background that's going to be good enough. You know, we're creating an experience for people to walk into from the second that they apply using our ad all the way to when they get fully trained and are ready to go out into the field, right? So that first week, we're going to set everything up. We're going to make it look good. And we're going to do a couple of test runs in terms of our systems and our software and all that. And as soon as we can, we're going to hit the field. Our, our people that make sales are going to start making sales in that market. They're going to start learning the market. They're going to start learning the turf. Whatever the case may be, if you do B2B direct sales, you know this, right? You've got to prime the market before you bring in a bunch of people, right? So the second week is where you're really going to dial in the turf. 
maybe you're going to do a small recruiting budget, get in a few new people just to get the momentum, the ball rolling, right? Maybe you'll do some interviews by the end of the second week. Say, hey, we're opening up a brand new market. And that's all. That's all. That's the other thing, too. When you are recruiting and you're opening up a new office, that's all you need to freaking talk about because that's part of your expansion plan. Your marketing is not just to internal team. Your marketing is to the people coming into the company. And you let them know you have a whole slide in your opportunity meeting that's just about your expansion plan that you guys just executed on. This new office was part of our expansion plan 30 days ago. And we executed, we're here, we're doing it, and we're going to do it again in 30 days. Are you going to be a part of that? Can you imagine walking into a company at an entry level and them saying, hey, I need an assistant manager in 30 days over here. Now, the opportunity structure may not allow that, which is fine, but I need an assistant manager here in two months, three months, whatever the case is. And that could easily be you because I was just an assistant manager 30 days ago and I busted my ass and I put in the work and I got my promotion and now I'm running this market. So that is huge in terms of social proof, in terms of proof of concept, in terms of creating confidence in the company and your ability to execute. So for me, I always perform better with my back up against the wall, especially in situations like this. So I was able to take that and communicate it to the rest of my team and we were able to execute a lot of the time. Sometimes we missed our mark. It, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? We don't hit it perfectly. But typically by then, your team is so ingrained in making it happen, then it happens in six weeks instead of 30 days. You know what I'm saying? So going back to the new market plan. So, all right. You're in the market the first week, you're setting up the office, and then you turn on ads. You start recruiting. You get a few people in in the second week, but main, mainly you're focused on learning your turf, figuring out your surroundings and everything, figuring out where are good places to work and attack if you're doing direct sales, if you're doing uh, cold calls, right? And then, and then by that third week, in the second week, you turn up all the ads to double their normal budget, right? You turn up all the ads to double their budget. You're new in the market. You're going to get a lot of response. You're going to get a lot of people in. And you schedule them all for the Monday and the third week. And then, because most companies do one-to-one -one training, you bring in trainers from your home office or the next closest office. You bring in trainers that start that Monday and they do a road trip in the new office. And now you've got a brand new office that is completely full of people. A lot of trainees that are coming in, they're like, Holy, what the crap is going on here? There's 10 people. The energy is high. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's excited because there's no, the most amount of sales that will happen for your team happen on road trips. Okay. Now that's provided the values are there and they're not fucking off. You know what I'm saying? Most of that will happen on these road trips because they are focused. They have nothing to do but work and train and develop people and get lost in their business for a little bit. And then they get to go home and catch up with the family, spend time with the family, all that good stuff after they just made a boatload of money, right? Typically, the best road trips are three to five days. You go longer than that, their production goes down, right? Because you can't maintain that high level of production that whole time, especially when you're talking about door to door sales. B2B sales or even telemarketing in some cases. And so the third week you execute 
And then, so if you're starting that market with four people, by the end of that third week, you should have a roster of at least eight. You should have been able to double your headcount by then. And if you have a roster of eight, in terms of direct sales offices, you're in great shape for three weeks, 30 days in. So two things I want you to, to take away from this is the expansion plan and how to market it internally to your company and how to raise the energy in the company until y'all execute on that plan. And there's multiple versions of this. There's raising it vertically versus expanding out. You know what I'm saying? But anytime you want to do something big in your company and create a campaign for it, slap a logo on it, create a graphic for it, give these people a visual of how they execute on it or a visual of the idea or whatever the case is that you have. Fortune 500s do this so well. They have whole campaigns put together to pitch to the C-suite executives. You know what I'm saying? They spend thousands of dollars on these campaigns to pitch an idea. So as small business owners, we need to do the same, but we need to be pitching, you know, things that we're actually going to execute on. And we don't need to spend thousands of dollars. We need to spend 30 minutes to an hour on Canva. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing I wanted to get across to you. The second thing I want to get across to you is a three-week startup launch for a new office. And look, I know you guys all have different businesses. You're, li you're listening for different reasons. But if you can't take something out of everything that I just went through, I don't know what to tell you. Direct message me and I'll figure out a way to apply it to your business. Also, in other news, um, I do have a few offers out right now. And the, the, the place that this I, not idea, but the place that this, this came from, this whole podcast came from, was a fractional CSO call. Uh, he's been a client of mine for almost six months now. And he's seen 300% growth year over year. And uh, I don't, I don't quote ROI. I don't say that your company is going to double in sales or anything like that because you bring me into your company. But what I do say is I'm going to install a sales program. And um, so that's the one-on-one -on -one consulting, right? But now I've got this fractional CSO offer. I get on four calls with you a month. You have access to my team for 10 hours a month as well to execute on like, like my team is going to put together that graphic for the expansion plan. I think they already did actually. And um, yeah, that's the fractional CSO offer. And then of course you have access to me, text message, DM, whatever. And we execute at a high level on these calls, you know, and we do, we break down problems, we find solutions to them. And they're typically based on my experience, but every now and then we find new solutions and I connect you with people in my network that can help you execute those, you know. But for the most part, we knock it out on the call. My team executes on some of the different documents or changes that you need within your sales program. And it's more of a maintenance type deal to make sure that you're growing and um, expanding your sales program. And so if you guys are interested in that, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or shoot me a text if you got my number. And then um, we've been working and reworking this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, Building Great Sales Teams Brickyard is coming out next week, putting together the uh, registration for it and everything and making sure our experts are ready to go. As you guys may have heard already, we're going to do uh, a group consulting call every week. 
you're going to get access to the building grade sales teams course, which I have not even built yet, but that's going to, that's going to happen as well. When that comes out, you will get access to it as well as the sales toolkit, which we've already done. And, um, we're going to uh, include a private Facebook group with that, with all of our experts in it, to be able to support you guys in your building great sales teams journey. And that's going to be 250 a month until May 20th. And then it's going to go up to 300 after that. And it should be 300 forever plus inflation <laughs> after that. And I, I do, I want to create a community that entrepreneurs that are hiring their first salesperson or, you know, they have, 30 and they want to get to 60 or they have 30 and they want to get 2 million out of them instead of 1 million, you know, whatever the case is, I want to create a community for entrepreneurs that are building great sales teams. And so, um, that's what that is. And, uh, I hope you guys take advantage, but yeah, reach out to me. If you've got any questions, you guys know I'm always available, but yeah, I appreciate y'all chiming in, listening. If you got some value from the show, you know what to do, share it, leave us a review get us higher in those rankings, you know, the show in general, I feel like we have uh, like an OG group that always listens, you know? And so this is the, the solo episodes is an OG deal, right? We're doing like 15, 20 guest episodes and then a solo episode. So it's a rare treat, but I've committed to Ryan that I'm going to do at least one a week. So we're going to, we're going to execute on that. But again, if you guys got some value, share, and leave a review. And uh, I look forward to the next one. Let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.